You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. One, two, yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh huh. Pause of anger. I I don't know the the number anymore. I uh, I lost track. Thirteen. Sounds right. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's probably around thirteen. It should be thirteen. Um, this is positive anger with me, Nathan Bagatosh, and uh, Sir John Fatigate, um, aka the man sitting to my left, aka John Dirty, aka John Tired, aka Doctor Daddy, aka Super John Osborne. A.K.A. Whoa, there's John. And uh, <laughs> hey, ladies, John is in your house. Like a WWF pay-per-view from 1996. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, he doesn't get that reference. Yeah. It's a wrestling reference. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't get it. Some people will. Uh, there'll be some people that listen to this that'll be like, whoa, I haven't thought about uh, an in-your-house pay-per-view in a long... John, either way. They'll negatively be... comment about how I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Um, WWF used to have a pay-per-view that was called In Your House. Oh, yeah? In the uh, early to late 90s. Okay. Mid, I, mid sh- mid I late, should mid know late. that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. There's a lot of people with, like, uh, I don't know, dads. And they uh, they, they did... Uh, your whole family's full of cops. I mean, you guys... Yeah, a lot of co- we, we were boxing guys. Yes. Everybody watched boxing on pay-per-view. Yeah, um, especially yeah, yeah. Those, those were good days. I mean, earlier than that were the better days with like Mike Tyson and Holyfield and all that shit. Yeah, for sure. That it was, was great. I remember, I remember when Mike Tyson um, uh, was going to fight Lennox Lewis after he was gone for a little bit, and everybody on the schoolyard was like, "Nobody can beat Mike Tyson because we're just kids." Yeah, we were like, "Nobody could beat him." We talked about how you know a truck full of guys could pull up and, and fuck with. He'd just kill them all. Or yeah. like that guy over there with two pipes for arms, he couldn't beat Mike Tyson. And then Mike Tyson severely lost that he was so much larger than life though because of how much and especially how much shit he talked like he was the best shit talker there ever was in the world um if you you just go on youtube and like just put in like mike tyson outtakes are you talking about like i'll fuck you till you love me that's not even like i mean that's not even shit talking dude that is brilliant shit talking man that that, that was to a reporter okay (laughs) he said that to a cameraman or no, he said it to yeah, he said it to a cameraman or a reporter or something because that guy said uh, that what he just did was an embarrassment because that was the same fight actually. The way in from Lennox Lewis, he walked over and hit him, and then the guy was like, "This is a disgrace." And Mike Tyson turned his attention to this. I don't know what twenty-two-year-old college graduate said he was gonna fuck him <laughs> till he loved him. But it was poetic though. This is the thing. One of the most overlooked parts of being a badass is knowing how to sh- talk shit like like that. And like he does it in a way that no one else can. Um, here's another wrestling reference for you. Uh, you know, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, do you know who Gorgeous George is? Yeah. Um, so I read Gorgeous George's biography because I'm big into biographies and also like, I don't know, lots of stuff. Isn't his kid like a wrestler now or something? I don't know. I'm thinking about somebody else maybe. Um, are you talking about Mr. Perfect? Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Mr. Perfect's kid, Kurt, uh, not Kurt Henning, what's his name? Anyways, yes, he's a wrestler. Um, Gorgeous George though was like the first dude, 
He was the first wrestler to have a theme song and uh, like a like a, a gimmick type thing. He used to have a valet that came into the ring with him, and he wouldn't. He used to tell uh, everybody, he's like, "I'm not getting into that ring until my valet sprays the ring with Chanel Number no. Ten." <laughs> um, so people at that time thought wrestling was real, so they really hated him. They threw fucking bottles. They threw shoes. So Muhammad Ali went to see him wrestle saw that there was like 20,000 people wanting to see this guy die just because he talked a lot. And that's when Muhammad Ali decided to start talking as well. Um, And that's, you know, how... Because people hated Muhammad Ali at first. Just because they were like, they just wanted to see him get shut up. And he never did, really. And then uh, that's, you know, that whole... I thought, I was like, oh, that's amazing. A guy I like was influenced by another dude who's wrestling remember that i did a whole podcast about everything's wrestling <laughs> the guy james brown too also took like a whole cape thing and having a valet from gorgeous george um which i thought was pretty crazy um just to just to uh you know that there's one man who influenced two great human beings on the planet yeah 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 I don't really watch professional wrestling, but I, I do think like, um, especially like some of these characters, it's like the funniest, most creative shit in the world that some of these guys, like what these guys come up with, you yeah. know? Yeah, man. Like Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair. He Flair's was great. one of the best entertainers, man. Yeah, Ric Flair's another one that's like pretty much, he he's very styled after Gorgeous George, like the, the robes and stuff. And I mean, yeah, you can't say there's a, not a better... Uh, I mean, they're, they're, he, yeah, what a great entertainer. The guy's hilarious. His promos are amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The woo is great. And he also, some of his, all he really did, when you watch him in the last few years, he's just an old man who comes down and gets beat up. One of his moves is to literally fall on his face. He gets, he'll take like a chop and then just drop to his face. It's hilarious. Um, anyways a lot of wrestling right there yeah uh god damn it i wish you would have been around when we did the wrestling uh well when i did the wrestling uh in your hotel room it was in a condo staring at a weird little lake in uh hot myrtle beach under a hot blanket Mm. it was uh me boiling um this weekend you and me hung out memorial day we did a little barbecue in brooklyn that was the one of the first times not one of the first no one of the first times i've hung out in williamsburg oh really yeah i've been through it a couple times Dude, it's a great neighborhood. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood. I mean, I like it. The the, the people there were cool. You're a great dude. Um, I do feel it's a little bit like the two references I had for Williamsburg were either one, it's like uh, kind of like Camp Nowhere mm-hmm. where there's no parents around and kids can just do whatever they want. Such a good point, dude. Um, or that, you know, in Pinocchio... When they go to the island where they're allowed to smoke and drink, uh-huh. but then they all turn into donkeys. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Williamsburg seems to be the donkey island pre-donkey. Yeah, it's more to me. It's more like in Peter Pan. It's like Never Never Land. Like you never have to grow up ever. Yes. Like I I, I forget sometimes that children and the elderly exist there because you just never see them. Everyone's like 21 to uh-huh. like 40. Uh huh. Some people are a little older than that, and they look like they're twenty something. Yeah, yeah, it definitely just seems like it's a, a lot of people who are like, I always lived at home. Now I don't live at home, and I will not take my garbage out anymore. <laughs> like, or <laughs> but the, it's fun. Man. Everybody just wants to party and have fun and like hook up with people. It's great. Um, well, I mean, who doesn't like partying and hooking up with people? Yeah. Well, God damn it! Now you're making me feel that I should live there. You should move there. Uh, I'm gonna move to Williamsburg. Uh, leave. My girlfriend. You know, we're this show is now really responsible for the gentrification of that neighborhood. Well, we're part of it. We keep pushing it further. Yeah, yeah. We we brought in the one. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that barbecue? God damn it! Well, it was a good time anyway. Um, we got a full backyard. 
uh, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers. You got to come over to my house. I got a b- backyard as well. I'm in, man. Um, you're going to make it happen. Um, uh, well, I mean, one thing I want to talk about on this thing um, at some point in time, because I've been talking about it a, lo- a lot the last little while with people, is uh, how people a lot of times hold themselves back from, I don't know, whatever the fuck, uh, stopping them from doing something, stopping them from being the person they want to be, stopping them from whatever the hell. Um, so I want to talk about that. Um, so we'll get into that, um, at some point in time. I didn't know, because I recorded it, somebody messaged me about it, uh, about the jazz rant theme that I had. Um, you had said the levels on it were bad, which I believe, though I couldn't do it any better in my own house. I didn't know you put it in there, though. Um, then I got messages with people like, dude, you were singing, uh, weirdly. And I was like, oh, he told me that that wasn't there. Oh, no, I put it in. That's hilarious. It was still funny. The levels just high. We got to make another one, you know, for there, this episode. There was no way to make the levels any any lower. I was in my house, um, and there was nothing else to really be done. You know what I mean? I, yeah. could, I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. I turned it all down. But then, when you have to sing as badly as I do, there's no way the the mic. <laughs> even if you turn it off, the mic still picks up awful singing. Um, <laughs> so that's what ended up happening. Um, what's been going on with you this week, other than this uh, Memorial Day? I mean, I'm uh, getting ready for a trip to uh, Fire Island. Where's Fire Island? Oh, dude, it's really nice, man. It's this beautiful island off of the coast of Long Island. Everyone is going to make, you know, every, the big joke is because like half of it is, or like a couple areas are like just for gay people. Mm-hmm. And uh, those places are fucking nuts. But we're going to the other the other part. Um, my friend's uncle has a house out there, so he's giving it to us for the weekend. That's great. I've never heard of Fire Island. Oh, dude, it's gorgeous. There's no cars allowed. There's nothing. There's no cars allowed? No. Jesus. There's no roads. There's no roads? No, there's just boardwalk and houses. That's amazing. Yeah. Why would anybody make fun of this place? Well, they're going to just assume that I'm going there to fuck a bunch of dudes. Um, and you're not. <laughs> no, I'm taking my girlfriend. Right now, uh, John said he's not, but he had his fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so he is going to leave his girlfriend and bang dudes. Um, you know, it's getting to a point in life, though, that even if you did... Um, go over there with your girlfriend and still bang a dude. Whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, good God, it's 2014. We should all be banging dudes. Well, I mean, why don't you why don't you start that trend? Uh, how do you know I haven't? <laughs> Look out, Liz. Um, uh, anyways, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about... Do you got thoughts on people holding themselves back? Yeah, well, I want to hear what you have to say first. <laughs> it's going to be 45 minutes of me talking to myself and then John at the end going... <laughs> um i guess quickly um what the hell did i do this week i don't know kicked life right in the dick um moving next month or or uh or not moving uh liz who you met uh is moving in ladies moving in dude that's a big deal i didn't know that it's a huge deal how do you feel about it um i'm actually excited about it but i'm also like i don't know nervous yeah i'm scared yeah. And uh, I kind of want to run away. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's like no matter what, you're rolling the dice, you know, even but like she seems like a great girl. So, um, well, she's definitely cool. I, I've dated girls who before were were definitely like drama centers mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a trauma center, life in the ER, mm. drama center, <laughs> life in the yell zone, which is everything <laughs> is a real issue. Everything is a problem. Um, like my ex-girlfriend, I've lived, the last two girlfriends I had, like full-on girlfriends, I lived with both of them. Um, and neither one of those really 
worked out. Yeah. I mean, clearly, unless I was, I still, I have three girlfriends <laughs> and I live with all three of them in different locations. Um, first girlfriend. Which that happens. That does happen. Yeah. First girlfriend, we were super, super young. I lived with her and her mom. Um, which was just a whole bunch of shit at the time, which made that happen. And that wasn't a good time. Um, and next girlfriend, I was like 20, 21, met her in college. We were like super in love, whatever. Moved in. That all broke. She had to move to New Zealand. She left me for a country. Um, yeah, that was bad. Um, anyways, well, Liz is moving in. I, I mean, I feel... My my new my because I've only lived with one woman before and yep. she was incredible she was she was awesome but um it didn't work out unfortunately but um I feel like I'm not gonna do it again until I'm like planning on marriage like it literally engaged yeah yeah I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. do it again and that like just for just because it's not gonna work for, for me I, I just I I like having my own space I like the fact that like I can be excited to like see the girl and it's not like I, I like it almost seems like an obligation sometimes to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You're like, I can't, I got to leave the guys. I got to go home. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it, for me. That is not the Williamsburg code. No, that is, uh, that is not, but no, you're right. It's, uh, uh, I, when I was 20, a friend of mine told me he was like, it changes everything. And I was like, nah, man, me and her are cool. Everything's great. And it is 100%, uh, different in ways that you can't really figure out until you're already in it. Yeah. Um, I said before I wasn't even going to date a girl again after me and her broke up. I was like, th- I was like three years minimum. I'm not even talking to women, and then that didn't fucking. That's uh, what everyone always says, though. Yeah, they're so like they're all they're all tr- I don't know trying to murder me, <laughs> fucking whatever. I need some me time. Um, yeah, I need some me time, and then me time gets pretty sad pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because me time never really means just you time. You're not going to sit alone in the woods like in a in a yurt. Um, <laughs> do people go to yurts on their own. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to. No, it'd be sad and weird. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so that's kind of what's going on with me. Uh, people people are uh, coming in. My little dog is excited about it. She likes people. Um, uh, all right, well, uh, you saw Wolf of Wall Street, correct? Yeah. Um, you liked it? Loved it. Well, I started watching it again. Um, and uh, at the time when I watched it, uh, I, I put out that I liked it. And a bunch of people messaged saying, uh, and I also saw from other people's messages and fucking uh, blogs and articles that uh, people people didn't like it because they said it glorified uh, this man, like glorified, I don't know, crime. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Wolf of Wall Street sort of is this week's, uh, this jazz rant. Have you, yeah, whatever. Is the song going in here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll put it in right here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it really has to be done again. Anyways, uh, all right, cool. Let's try this. No. Oh, it's a real. You hear that, John? Is that rain? That's rain. <laughs> this is a. This is gonna be one of those jazz songs. One of those sad, sad jazz songs. Okay. Um. So yeah, this week's jazz rant is Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, a couple things uh, quickly before it. One, people said it's uh, too long of a movie. Um, I don't really understand that. Uh, Casino's like two hours and 45 minutes. This is 15 minutes longer. Goodfellas is like two and a half, almost three hours long. Um, you can't really say you just don't like a movie because of how long it is. Especially when people are literally spending five years watching shows. If somebody told you to start Breaking Bad, would you say it's too long? Because it is. 
It's five straight years. That's five birthdays. <laughs> Christmases. Wolf of Wall Street does not last <laughs> one full Christmas. Um, also, people said that it glorifies um, this man and, uh, and, and stealing from people and having uh, sex with hookers and doing a bunch of drugs and having a bunch of money. Um, I guess people forgot about Scorsese's other movies. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Henry Hill becomes a rich gangster at 13 years old, drops out of school, kills people, he hits a guy in the face with the butt of a gun, um, spending a bunch of money, he's, he's got a, a wife and a girlfriend, keeps his girlfriend in a goddamn apartment somewhere, bangs her when he wants, then he has another woman who just bags his coat, <laughs> fucks her too. Then at the end of the movie, he just, he brats out everybody and he gets away. Is that not a weird glorification of just being a monster and then one day being like, well, I'm ratting out everybody and getting out scot-free? I mean, he didn't get murdered at the end of this movie. Um, no, not, at no time in the movie did Henry Hill look at the camera and go, oh, and by the way, selling cocaine is not good. <laughs> Even though I have all of these things, they, this is not a good situation. Even the prison they went to, they got lobster and steak. <laughs> Now once, I've never heard anybody say that that's a glorification of going to prison. Um, casino. Motherfucker loses a... First of all, he gets a casino from being a, like a mob dude. Um, steals the whole time he's in there. He, he, he uh, People are selling drugs, people are getting murdered. At the end, his wife fucking takes his kid, he loses, he loses a casino, loses his house. Um, at the end, he doesn't have anything left, he's going back to being a bookie. Um, I mean, if any, casino could be a glorification of just kicking life right in the dick and doing whatever the fuck you want, wearing beautiful suits and watches, sitting in your office pantsless, <laughs> so you don't want to mess up the seams, but nobody talks about that. Um, Wolf of Wall Street's not really like a glorification. If anything, you can't really be mad at the movie. You can be mad at that's sort of how life works. When you're a white-collar criminal, you just get, you just keep moving you just keep failing forward there's no real reason to be mad at the movie be mad at the fucking system of all this stuff this man stole a bunch of money banged hookers did drugs and still became a winner you're mad at scorsese for telling that story be mad at the fucking world that allows it to happen be mad at the banks be, be mad at the government you can't be mad at little jonah hill Little Leonardo DiCaprio? Little little Martin Scorsese? That was a good I like that little the rain's back. Yeah. Um, alright, so we're gonna come back. Um what the fuck? That's a knock on the door in the song. <laughs> weird. Huh. Um very, very weird. That man recorded that song and uh, just left in the knock. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so we're going to come back, uh, talk about people holding themselves back. Back one of our uh, super long breaks. Yeah, that was long. How long are these breaks, man? I mean, we just watched every episode of Breaking Bad in a row. 
five straight years. So many Christmases. Um, what did you say quickly when we did take a break about the about Wolf Wall Street, though? I liked it. I can't remember what it was that you said. I would just repeat it, but I can't remember. What I don't it was. remember what I said. What did I say? You said something. I can't remember what it was. Downfall. Huh? The downfall. It was something before that. Yeah. God damn it. We'll replay it. Um, well, it's dead, right? We didn't it's record de- it. Oh, yeah. We didn't record it. <laughs> it's gone. Um, we took a super long break to watch like every episode. I said that between of- uh, season two and three of uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Right when Jesse um, uh, stopped selling. What? I don't know. I, you know what, man? I, I remember certain points of uh, Breaking Bad. I cannot say that I remember the entire thing. You mm. watched it? Oh, yeah. Do you, what, do you remember everything? No. I don't either. It was great though. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. That and the Wire. I didn't get. I didn't watch the Wire twice. Yeah. Um. Did you watch the Wire? I've watched seasons one of the Wire and <laughs> I pluralized because I was about to lie. Season one. Oh, that's. Hilarious. I could not get through season two, man. Everybody hates season two. I love season and then everyone two. Everyone says season three and four. So it just it's too much involvement for me, dude. I got too much shit to do. This it's like. Yeah. You you got to really be caught up in that story. Season two, one reason I really liked it of The Wire is because it was all about the docks. And where I'm from in Halifax, Nova Scotia, we ha- it's, a, it's a port city. And there was at one point in time, and it happens every once in a while, but I remember one story of a bunch of containers, a uh, container ship had come in with a bunch of containers full of like f- stolen foreign cars and fucking people and drugs and all that kind of shit. So I was really interested in all of that just because my city had some of that yeah. garbage going on. You know what I mean? Um... So I was like, oh, this is interesting. But a lot of people are like, season two was fucking trash. This thing is a bag of shit. People, yeah, everyone says like season one's good. Season two gets is shit. It sucks, they say. But then season three and four or something like that are the greatest thing ever. I don't know why people don't need, would want a little bit of backstory about how drugs get to a place. Mm-hmm. They just they just want the drugs. Yeah. I don't care how they got here. Put drugs <laughs> on those tits. Shoot that guy for those drugs. Sell those drugs off of those tits. Fuck those tits. Make money off these drugs and tits. You know what I mean? But then you want to know like where these drugs came from, how they got I don't here. know where the tits came from. The tits, are, tits and drugs go together. Tits, tits and drugs go together. Tits and fighting go together. Yeah. Tits and... Tits just go well with everything. Tits and fighting, they go really hand in hand. Like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Tits... Fight, people will fight because tits came out and yeah. people will fight to make people will take their tits out because there are people fighting yeah, yeah tits and fighting is just like like even if you watch like you'll fight for tits yeah you'll fight for tits people, and people just show their tits every fight you fight. get in is over tits well i don't know about that. <laughs> that's hilarious every fight in men world war ii started because of tits. um we could rewrite world war ii you could right somehow now. trace it back to tits i bet um yeah i'm yeah <laughs> uh i mean yeah if you wanted to go that'd be so funny the 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 documentary that scale that goes all the way back to figure out that world war ii was all because yeah, of tits like hitler wasn't breastfed and then something happened when he was in high school he saw a tit um that that he was like, oh, God, I never had one of those. And that tit makes me want to take over the world. Well, um, that's the new history of World War II, everybody. Yep. Um, that's what happened. John, I apolo- uh, I haven't fucking slept. Yeah. My goddamn mind is not, you know, uh, sometimes it's moving. Yeah. A um, whole bunch of fucking garbage. Well, I get, you know, just a whole bunch of, it's all like menial type shit um, that, that's, um, that's happening. Uh, so I haven't been able to sleep. I'm not one of those dudes. I, I, I have it. I, I find it very hard to like shut out 
things that are going on and just sort of maneuver through life. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the... Okay. I want to talk about people holding themselves back. And uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of things, uh, reasons and point and whatever. One of them for me that I just, uh, is that I do that. I am not good at not living exactly where things are, if that makes sense. If I have a fight Explain, with somebody... Yeah. If I have a fight with somebody, um, even a friend or whatever, if we have an argument... Um, until that's kind of resolved, I don't truly move past it. Yeah. I don't go, well, that's for then, and I've got to go do this other thing. I'm like, fuck, man, I'm still there. You know what I mean? Which carries over into this and, and stand or whatever the hell. You know well, what that's good, though. Does that like move you to like motivate you to action to like fix to things? Straighten these things yeah. out. Yeah. But then, I mean, sometimes there's it, it also just fucking makes me sort of in my head. Um, start thinking that everything I've done in that situation was completely wrong. Mm. That person's 100% right. Even if it's like they punched, uh, this never happens, but say somebody hit, hit me in the face, I'd probably figure out a way to be like, yeah, he punched me because of this. This is my fault. And I would just keep fucking beating myself mm. up over it until I don't know what the fuck. Is that tough to deal with with uh, with girls, like with, with your girlfriend? Because I, I, I can imagine you get in an argument and just going to dwell on it and you know, start. Feeling. It depends on. It depends on what it is. Um. Yeah. It depends on what it is. But yeah, if it's something, if it's some, if it's like a big argument, um, that I feel that I was that I had the the biggest hand in until we really straighten that out. That's sort of where my fucking mind goes, which yeah. then stops me from. I don't know, doing things that I really should be doing, like um, uh, you know, whatever that is, doing doing these uh. Like this and the fucking and comedy shit and mm-hmm. all that kind of garbage. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I've been talking to people over the last little while about how I, I think uh, a lot of times people just hold themselves back. Um, I find it a very interesting sort of topic because if you talk to anybody long enough, everybody seems to, on the surface, just be kicking, just killing life. Everybody's just kicking life right in the dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then if you really talk to people for a amount of time, everybody has things. You know what I mean? Um, and you just start to see um, that we're all, I don't know, we're all kind of going through shit, but we just sort of pretend that we're not, which is weird to me in one way because you're like, if we're all going through stuff, why don't we just be like, yo, man, th- this is tough. Uh, that's it. You, and not like every time you run into somebody, you start telling them all your fucking things. But if you're just like, yo, man, we're all probably, uh, life's not the easiest. Here we go. Let's all be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have like this image of yourself that you project out to the world, but like, you know, every, it's so true. Everyone's got so many issues below that. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, one thing I was thinking that uh, one reason people hold themselves back, think is because of like what other people, I think people get it into their head. Like, okay, say you want to write a book, but you keep stopping yourself because you're like, uh, I, I'm just, you know, whatever. A lot of times I think people do it because they feel um, that people, will deem their book or creation, whatever it is, to be garbage. Do you know what I'm saying? So then they'll just keep going in their head, ah, if I write this book, people are going to hate it. Everyone's going to hate it. Everybody out there is going to fucking hate it. You know what I mean? And it's a weird way to just stop yourself from doing something because who are these people that are just waiting to hate the thing that they don't even know you're doing? Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He did it. He gave me a yeah. Um, he did it. Um, Why, I just, do you want to write a book or something? Well, yeah. I started to write a book. Um, I started to write a book, and I, I stopped. Well, I even for me, dude, this, this even doing a podcast took me a fucking year 
to finally do because I was like, everybody, everybody has a goddamn podcast. Who the fuck wants to hear anything I have to say? Blah, blah, blah. Liz was one of those people that was like, you got, you should do one, you know, all that kind of stuff. You were telling me that for one year, I completely stopped myself from doing this. Yeah. Talking into a mic. You could talk too. Because some, you can talk <laughs> because somebody might hate it. They should hate it. You know what I mean? If, if you're making something, people are probably going to hate it because they've seen it. It doesn't even mean that they hate it for any kind of real reason. People are criminals. They, they, they hate things. Yeah, definitely, man. There's people that have, that have nothing else to do but look around to see the things that they hate. Um, but the other side of that that people don't really look at when they're, when they're trying to create something and stopping themselves from doing it is that there's people that are going to like it. Do you know what I mean? And just because... Um, maybe you don't get messages all the time. They're like, yo, what you did was fucking amazing. Uh, doesn't mean that people aren't listening, wanting to know about it. If you can get through to one person, that's pretty awesome. If you can get through to one person and have 25,000 other emails that are like, you're a bag of garbage. (laughs) You should kill yourself. Um, yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um, do you ever, do you ever, do you ever feel that at all? You ever, uh, hold yourself back from doing shit? Yeah, I mean, um, Mike should put a marker in here. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence? We got to prepare better next week. Oh, for God, God sure. For um, God sure, everybody. The fuck do I, what do I hold myself back from doing? Now, even an instance in your life, it doesn't have to be your whole life, but I mean, like one thing. Because I mean, I do it daily. Like every day, is sort of like a weird fight to keep doing the things that I want to do. Really? Yeah. I like told you how? before. Just, just walking through life as me. Do you know what I mean? Like I've told you before in terms of like uh, even stand up and stuff. I'm like, man, I'll, I'll do sets. People like them. But then I'll be like, God damn it. It's too fucking loud. Or I swear too much. Or like I'm, I'm just yelling while I see other people who are not doing those things. So then I compare myself to that person and be like, well, that person's doing it the right way. Yeah. When there is, there is no right way. Yeah. There is no like, you. We, we everybody should be like a weird bot that's doing things the exact same. Mm. But that's um, one of the ways that I fucking hold myself back from doing the things I really want to do. So, so a lot of times, I mean, there'll be stretches of it where it isn't that way, but a lot of times I'll go on stage and fight with myself to be me. Do you know what I mean? You know, I, I don't know if I can relate, honestly. I'm thinking about it a lot. Well, you're a good man. I <laughs> You're just doing the things you want to do. Mike, ever hold I'm yourself back? I'm currently really not holding myself back, just at the moment. No, right now, yes. There have been times in my life where I think I definitely was, though. That's what I'm saying. But right well, now, I think I've hit a sweet spot in my life where I'm not holding myself back at all. Well, what were those points in time? Oh, man, dude. Just like growing up and becoming a man and like having, trusting myself, you know? Okay, trusting yourself, yeah. Because becoming I used to Becoming a man's not. a hilarious <laughs> sentence. I don't want to chop was, down this tree. When I was young, I was a real shithead. What do you mean? I was just, I was a bad kid. I fucking, you know, I was just getting in trouble all the time. And then like I got into high school and it was like, you know, you're trying to figure things out and stuff. And then I got out of high school and like I was a fucking bartender forever and didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And then one day shit just kind of kicked in and worked. How are you? Um, How are you a bad kid? I would just a lot of a lot of fights, a lot of like I got caught with with weed in school in like seventh grade. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like the worst shit in the world. I was no. cut school all the time and go to this uh, abandoned factory in Yonkers on the Hudson River. That's hilarious. And like run away from crackheads. Huh? Yeah. And sell little newspapers? 
I feel that anybody <laughs> who's going to hang out in an old warehouse or factory, you know those little kids in old movies from the 20s and like 30s newsies. were like extra, yeah, <laughs> if you have a little cabbie hat. Um, but see, that's it. I don't know. Yeah, lots of people went to fucking school. With but weed. currently, but this is the thing, though, man. Is like currently, I'm not letting anything hold me back, and it's becoming, in some ways, it could be destructive. How? Because you do everything for you. Okay. And that could be destructive. Explain that. For instance, I just destroyed a really good relationship I had with somebody because I just it was all about me. You're talking about the yeah. You know. Um, my ex-girlfriend, I, I, I ruined it because it was all about me. I was, I wanted to take everything. I want to do everything I want to do. And I didn't give a fuck who got in my, who's, you know, who else was involved. I was just moving ahead. And okay. because of that, I fucked up a really good relationship that I had. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And I think a lot of it has to do with me just like not thinking, just moving. Huh? Well, I wonder if like, I mean, um, when I, okay. First of all, when I say hold yourself, holding yourself back, I do mm. not, um, mean that the opposite of that is i wonder what that um i wonder why you were doing that you know what i mean like i wonder because i don't think i don't think if you would have held yourself back and not did the things you want to do that that might have still been in the same position you know what i mean i've just become like overly ambitious yeah and i, I don't think that has to but i don't think that's why like 100 percent why that thing would have shattered you know maybe you're right i don't know but that, in my mind that's why yeah that's whoa, that's what i there you go. In you know? your mind, that's why, oh. which is one strange way of holding yourself back. John, Interesting. Because you're looking at that situation as that is my fault 100%. So in a weird way, you haven't totally moved past it because you blame yourself for that whole thing. Do you know what I mean? I think you're right. You can't in any I think situation. Maybe you're right about that. In any situation between two people, you aren't, you can't be. Uh, well, in a relationship anyway, unless, and dude, unless you're beating the shit out of somebody or fucking something like that, if it's just argument stuff and people not, uh, people breaking up or not working out, it can't just be one human being that's involved in that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my ex-girlfriend. It was me. It was really me, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It was you. Um, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, we broke up a lot for the same reasons because I was just doing this whole thing and that's all I was trying to do all the time, blah, blah, blah. But then when I look, uh, so for a long time, I just blamed me and all that sort of thing. But when you really look at it, I don't know, it's not 100%. That's, at, in a weird way, if you go from being a bartender and then figured out what it is you need, you want to do, you can't not do that thing. You have to do everything hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you and me, Dave were talking about that last week. Like the only real thing you have in this world to do is to be yourself as hard as possible. Yeah. And not everybody's going to, I don't know, not everybody's going to like that or be able to be cool with that. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you find the thing that you're passionate about, you got to do that thing. The thing is, though, man, she was always my number one priority. Mm -hmm. And then when we started this business, it just happened without me even realizing that this became my number one priority. Yeah. And then shit just started to deteriorate. Uh-huh. as that happened more and more and more. And I look back at it now and it almost seems like it was like this like delirious kind of a moment in my life where like I had no control over anything and everything just kind of like, and it was like, I knew how destructive I was being, but I just couldn't like change course for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I ruined everything. Yeah. And now I learned like a big lesson, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that makes sense because in, in, that, in that span of time where you figure out what the thing you want to do, how do you know any different but to go full tilt at it mm-hmm. until you do and realize um, how that either hurts other people or yourself? You yeah. know what I mean? There's a, there is no other way but to do it and then go, oh, fuck, this isn't the way to do it. Yeah. Now I've literally like stepped back a little bit from where I was before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like trying to 
prioritize things that are important in my life more. Yeah. Well, I mean, that in a weird way, only going full tilt at one thing is holding yourself back in a lot of ways because then you're not. Exactly. You don't have a lot of those other relationships and stuff. Going. Yeah. It fucks up your personal life, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like at the end of the at the end of your life, like who you know your business isn't going to be sitting there like you know when you're in your deathbed. So, you know, people that care about you are. I think my business is going to be there. <laughs> I really do. I really at the you know these people say that all the time. Like you're not you're going to wish, uh, you know, you're not going to be like oh I wish I spent more time at the office. I guarantee you there are people who die being like <laughs> God damn it if I wouldn't have taken that vacation I could have merged these two companies and now I wouldn't be I'd be uh, I my could have doctors, died in a Tempur-Pedic exactly my, my doctors would be made of gold the, the, the morphine that's dripping in would be the best purest uh, you know morphine from fucking Bogota there has to be people that die being like I wish I had worked a little bit more um, not to say the other side's uh, you can't I don't know you can't do either one of these things um, uh, full tilt I guess. Um, but anyways, I, I do think that's uh, a, a way people sort of hold themselves back is to just go one way. Because really, in a roundabout way, if you're only going uh, hard at one thing, you're scared to do the other things. Yeah. Like if you're only in a relationship and you're only focusing on your relationship, you're probably scared to, to go after or do the career that you really want to do. And you use this, the relationship, to go like... I don't know, I can't work on, I can't do this thing on Saturday because I told her or him that I would hang out with them. Or I can't stay out and meet these people who would help my career because I told them I'd be home to watch fucking season two of The Wire and God, I hate season two of The Wire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's a balancing act, you know? It is a goddamn balancing act. Um, I also think um, uh, sometimes in terms of like, okay, like this podcast for me, I didn't, I didn't want to do it for so long because I thought, that it would be garbage, you know what I mean? I was like, nobody's nobody's gonna like it, so I just stopped myself from doing it for a long time because people will. I, I thought it was gonna be bad, and that people wouldn't um, like it or appreciate it or whatever. But I, but that's a weird way to st- or, or a stupid reason to hold yourself back because everything is bad. Well, that's like fear though holding you back. I think that's the number one thing that holds people back. Yes, is fear. But it's a fear of like either. I mean, what what? It's either that it's not gonna work out. Or that people are going to fucking judge you for That's it. the number one thing, though, is that people are afraid to be judged. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's, and, and that's, um, but like people I, judge like crazy, though. People judge people. Because they're people, afraid, too. Yes. People judge people they don't even know. Mm-hmm. People, people, that's, that's a, a, a thing that's just a, a, a given. Whatever like you're a, doing or not doing, people are judging you for that. It's like thing. a billion dollar industry judging people. Like every single yes. one of these trash magazines when you go to the, you know, that's all, that's all it is. You know, did you see today um, and last night the news, uh, a lot of news stuff is uh, 50 Cent? No. Throwing, throwing the first pitch at the Mets game. Why? Did he, he sucked at it? It was, was awful. <laughs> like it, it was just bad. He, he threw it like 20 feet this way. Um, so people are just sort of ripping on him for that. But I mean, even if he would have thrown it great, People would still be like, ah, he's a piece of shit. His rap is about, you know, he's a misogynistic uh, vitamin water salesman. Um, there, there is no... I think you just rat summed him up pretty well. Yeah, he's a misogynistic vitamin water. I like 50 Cent, but but uh, yeah, he's a misogynistic vitamin water salesman. Uh, just tell his whole That's history, too. his line on his Tinder. Yeah, he, he's a... Uh, misogynistic he, vitamin water Rapper? Salesman. Well, on the side, but first and foremost, he's a vitamin water salesman. And a headphone salesman and a video game developer. He hasn't made a video game in a long time. 
But um, but anyways, um, so, so what I'm saying is it took me a year because I was just putting it in my head that people would fucking hate it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, one goddamn year, which is um, insanity because people are going to hate it whether I do it or not. Do you know what I'm saying? How did you get over that with your stand-up, though? Because that's so, like, I mean, that would seem like such a bigger step to take. Like, that's a huge step because you would immediately people can like hate it and they're going to hate it for the first like how many years it takes to get good. It takes you guys forever to get good. And then, like, a man, I, I, uh, for whatever reason, I just always knew that it was the thing that I wanted to do. So I, I was just confident at the time and just did it. The one, the thing that started to become hard was doing it my way, doing it the way that I wanted to do. And that's like, I'm telling you, that's still a goddamn struggle to this point in time really yes because i see i see what i see what other people sort of like and i'm like fuck dude i ain't doing that i'm a loud yelly whatever do you know what i mean and then you see comments every once in a while that people have under people's jokes or i saw something some um thing and like i have jokes and points and all that kind of thing but i saw somebody put under something uh uh, Dane, somebody had a picture of Dane Cook and the caption underneath one of these fucking memes or whatever was like, oh, maybe if I just yell my jokes, people will laugh. You're like, okay. So there's a whole group of people out there that think if you talk above a certain octave, you're not doing... So in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I talk too loud, then people are going to go, oh, that, that wasn't even a joke. That was just him screaming. Do you know what I'm saying? So then in my mind, I'm like, okay, then I'll just talk... Uh, I'll just talk low and have my jokes be whatever, but then I'll fucking bomb because that's not the person I'm supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine told me that he was like, he likes the idea that he was like, man, you're just you and you just be you and I like that. I was like, dude, it's all, every day I wake up and I'm like, I hate what I'm doing, but I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> it is true, man. When I see you on stage being you, dude, it's the funniest thing in the world. Because it's me being me. Yeah. You know, and I don't know not to say, anybody who's being themselves as far as they can is going to be better than them trying to hold back and be the people that they think other people want them to be. Yeah. You're never going to get anywhere. If I if I decide that I'm going to be like a, a comedian like Stephen Wright, I could get so far, but I'm not. Nobody's going to really like it. They're going to go, "Oh, that was entertaining," because I'm not supposed to be in that box. I'm not supposed to be sitting there talking monotone. I get loud and angry. Do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was one of the whole reasons I wanted to start this podcast is because I, you know, feel that fucking you can do good things with anger. One for me, I've done 45 minutes of comedy. With, like not, I'm not, I, I smile the whole time I'm, I'm saying the things I'm saying, but like, it's, it's like, um, it's like an angry sort of rant from the perspective of you yeah. it's not it's not me screaming at the audience being like here's why you're an idiot i'm like here's why this is fucking dumb mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so anyways yeah one one full year of not doing this for that that goddamn reason when you first started doing comedy i mean how old were you when you first started 19 was there you knew you wanted to do it like years Since before I was like that 10 yeah so what held you back up to that moment? Obviously, when you're 10, you can't start doing it yet. But I mean, like, yeah. Well, there was no. Uh, why didn't I? Why did I start at 19? Wh- wh- yeah. Why 19? Why not 16? Was something holding you back? The first. Uh, well, the first set I ever did was for my drama class at 16, and I bombed my dick off. Um, the the we had this thing where it was like you could do a one man show or or, or 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 a song or whatever or stand up. So I wrote some stand up, passed it to my drama teacher. Uh, and she held it there while I performed it in front of 11 people in my drama class. And every time I forgot what I was going to say, I would say, I was like, line. And then she would get, she would read the punchline 
<laughs> to the class and then I would repeat it. It was awful. Like I just bombed. It was awful. So at that time I was like, okay, well, stand up's too hard. I'll just be an actor. Just being a 16-year-old kid, whatever. Uh, but then uh, there was nowhere to perform where I'm from. There was just nowhere to go. There was no real bars or anything like that that had shows. Then one opened, and I, and I just started finally going. But even to do that, the first four Sundays, I was like, I just made up reasons why I couldn't fucking go. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so for me, um, I, I, I stop myself from putting out things all the time, but then I eventually do it. And um, I don't know. I talk to people about this all the time, and I just would... Uh, it's one of the things I would like people to know. Like, just I, w- I wish there was, I wish I had more of a form to be like, make whatever the fuck it is that you're thinking of making, um, because people are gonna hate you regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You walk down the street and you get in somebody's way. The person behind you wants you lit on fire. They don't know that you have a, a great children's book uh, in your mind to put together. They don't know that you you have a movie. Or a or a, a web series that you want to make. They just know that at that point in time, you're in their way, so they wish fire aids mm-hmm. on your <laughs> face. So you might as well fucking put this goddamn thing out anyway. You know what I mean? One of the things that might hold me back sometimes is that I want everyone to like me. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. That holds people back too. I know that, but I've gotten better with that now because I know I can be firm when I have to be firm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I fall to that as uh, a lot as well. I want. Uh, People like me, or I want to at least be in a place and look, uh, seem like a decent, cool human being. Yeah, does that yeah. make sense? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, that's, but that's yeah, but sometimes, one. like when you when you want everyone to like you, you'll like, you'll let people take advantage of you, man. Because a lot of people don't give a fuck about that. I you don't know? think. I think if you want everybody to like you, uh, probably nobody's gonna like you. Yeah, because you're you're gonna you're gonna be doing. I remember there was a person in school who sort of wanted everybody to like them, and they used to come to school with candy. Um, when we were really... That's just desperate, though. I mean, well, Sure. <laughs> but they would come in the class with candy and give everybody candy. Nobody respected that person. Mm-hmm. That's just the, 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 the sort of way that it is. Like, if, you, if you're talking to... Everybody you talk to, if you falter to what their thoughts and beliefs are, they can't... Nobody's going to like you. Just mm-hmm. because it, it makes it seem like you're going along with them and everything's cool. But at the end of the day, they're going to be like... You don't have your own thoughts, feelings at all. Nobody, yeah. nobody respects somebody that goes along with them on every single step of the way. You know what I mean? Um, that used to freak me out with comedy, doing stand-up. I used to, I used to never want to swear or talk about like anything real, I guess. Um, and I would always wear like a dress shirt and just kind of stand behind a mic and whatever. Uh, then I got to a point where I was like, that's not me off stage. So I started doing me on stage. And when people would get angry about it or whatever, I'd just be like, well. They're they're not because uh, every once in a while, like some people, like I, I don't know if you've seen me do that joke about world sexiest women, how they don't all have to be skinny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, some woman yelled at me from the crowd once uh, about that, um, and then we just had a sort of discussion about it. Um, but I don't go, oh god, that woman, uh, I'm offending the fuck out of that woman. It's just like, well, if you don't like it now, that's where we are. I can't do anything, but what am I supposed to... It, it, unless I'm talking about fireworks or cotton candy, I can't make everybody like it. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we talked about that before. Even somebody as inoffensive as Seinfeld, people hate him. There's some people that just hate him. That, that, mm-hmm. that's, there's nothing... You can't do anything else other than be... Um, I'll tell you one thing uh, quick that holds me back as well, is that I think I, um, I'm really in my head about swearing. Um, for whatever reason, I, I, I try not to swear too much on stage and stuff. 
I don't know what the hell happened when I was a kid. All I did, all I heard was swearing from my family and, and where I'm from. People just drink and swear. Um, but for whatever reason, from in my own chest, I can't just get over the fact that sometimes I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just keep getting it in my head that I'll go up and I'll come off and somebody's like, oh, that's great. I'm like, ah, all I did was swear and yell. That's all I did. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I can't, I cannot, sometimes I can't get over the fact. Um, so I, I don't know, hold myself back that way, thinking that I can't just go up and do the things in the way that I want to fucking do them. Swore right there. You know, I don't know, watching you from from where I'm sitting, it doesn't seem like you're holding yourself back at all on stage, but... I mean, well, this, but this is what I'm saying. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a fight to do it every single Well, day. that's good. You're challenging yourself. You're moving yourself outside of your comfort zone. That's like where you, you grow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, that's the lesson for today. That's the lesson. Get out of your goddamn comfort zone. Yeah. I, I, really, I just talk to enough people who say, like, even after shows and stuff, they'll come up and be like, man, I really want to do stand-up, but, or I'd really like to do this thing, but I can't. I just wish, uh, people should just not, just, it's very hard not to do it, but figure out the ways that you're holding yourself back and just try to stop that. Because again, um, everything you put out at first is probably going to be garbage. That's just the way that it's supposed to be. And people hate you just for being alive. So just do the thing you're supposed to, I don't know, supposed to do. Yeah, do what's right for you. Do what makes you happy. And don't let anyone's judgment get in the way of that. Because um, that's one thing, too. I think a lot of times these people don't really exist. You make them up in your mind. Um, you know, like the, that Adam Sandler sketch, they're all going to laugh at you. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that goes on in a lot of people's heads. But the people that they think are going to hate it or whatever don't really exist. Because there aren't people waiting for you to make something and then hate or it. Or if you're they not... exist, they're inconsequential. They don't mean anything exactly. anyways. But no, a lot of people aren't waiting for the thing you're making. You're not Beyonce. Yeah. And if Beyonce puts out these things, you know how hard it must be? I thought before about, um, say, like a, a guy like Dane Cook. Um, people really hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I always, I find it amazing um, in, in a good way that he still does him hard. That That's amazing to me. Do you know what I mean? People are like... Everything he said, well, not everybody, but uh, there's a lot of people that are like, he's not funny at all. Everything he says is garbage. And he's still like, well, I'm going to say these things the way they want to say them in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. That to me is amazing. You got to at least give this man and anybody who does that um, credit. That 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 alone is an amazing, an amazing accomplishment. You know what I mean? Um, so be like Dan Cook. <laughs> Don't hold yourself back. Be um, you. Be you. Um, again, dude. Um, I'm going to say because I don't want to, it's a bit totally, totally, you know, not, not on my game the way that I have been in, in, in these past ones. Do you know what I mean? I thought you were great. Get over yourself. You're holding yourself back. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> God damn it. Um, anyways, well, whatever. Um, this is positive anger. Um, thank you guys, uh, for listening. I fuck, you can go to the goddamn, my website, nathbanktosh.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes, please. Um, positive anger. We weren't even bringing that up for years. Um, we, we secretly put this out on iTunes <laughs> hoping that uh, the the world would, you know what I mean? It'd be like uh, Beyonce's last album. She put it out with no uh, no press or anything and then the world just caught on to it. We were, ho- we were hoping it's for... It's happening here, man. Yeah, we were hoping for a little uh, uh, little Beyonce and it, did, it didn't happen. Uh, so now we got to let you know it's on iTunes. Yes. Subscribe. And also, what's the other uh, thing? StandUpNYLabs.com Um... All right. Well, that's me. John, John tired. Yeah. Check out all of our shows. Check out Race Wars. Check out Guys We Fucked. Check out Part of the Problem with Dave Smith. Check out all of our shows. Do it.
Uh, oh, Lust for Life. Lust for Life. So James L. Madden, he's a good man. Um, all got, right. We got a bunch of good shows. And come to the club. Yeah, come to the club. And go to John's house. Come to my house. John's a good come dude. Come to Brooklyn. Come go to Williamsburg. <laughs> um, all right. Talk to you guys soon.